It's Friday, February 11, 2022, and this is Dan Excelsior, the Mostly Marvel Podcast. I'm Dennis, and I'll be your host as we review the latest Marvel happenings across all media, as well as other superpower stories that caught our attention. Uh, and when I say we, I'm referring to my wonderful co-host, just one this week, and guest. Um, yeah, like as I mentioned, uh, Frank uh, couldn't make it this week, but we still have our man behind the switches. It's Ricky. It's me. I also um, as Frank. I mean, you could just be Ricky. I can just go off okay. on tangents for sure. You definitely got your volume level to a much healthier one after you got done saying it's me. <laughs> um, you know, I got to spike the spike the lines for everybody, right? Yeah, but I know you will go on tangents. That's that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but at least I have somebody here to help keep us on track a little bit. So um, we are fortunate to have a special guest joining us today, uh, fresh off getting his HBO Max service back up and running. <laughs> Welcome back, Ian. Hey, thank you very much. I'm happy to be back and happy to be able to talk about HBO shows. <laughs> Can I go off on like a, a small tangent real quick? Uh, I mean, at least you asked. At least you asked. Um, how did you guys get HBO back in the day? Like for real, like it was always a thing you just subscribed to, but like, I'm assuming in the early days you had to like literally hook your wire a wire up to something. Um, it, it's it's the it's it's the cable like the cable guy. So it was just, it was just cable. It was just cable. You paid it's like cable. an extra dollars or something a month to have that channel as it's, part of your package. Yeah, yeah. Or you slip the the cable guy like an extra twenty or something like that, and he just flips the switch. Like it's like it a happen. it was like a switch situation though. Or it's, it's, well, it's something on their. I mean, yeah. they they have access to that you like most common people do not. Yes. Or you canceled your cable subscription completely, and they forgot to turn it off, and you had free cable for four years. That's, that's, an, that's another option. That was a good one. But then they it's, figured it out one day when they came to put in new cable service for one of the other apartments, <laughs> and all of a sudden our TV was gone one day, so I had to start paying for it. <laughs> What is, what is with this show and confessing the crimes lately? Uh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> we're the crime we, cast now. That's all we do I was now. Not this is that a crime? crime? I was not committing a crime. What's he they supposed left to do for me? I turned on my TV and it was there. I didn't tell them. Mr. HBO, you you're still servicing me, and I'm not paying you. <laughs> um, that's an after-hour show right there. <laughs> all right, are we done with this tangent? Yeah, we're done with this tangent. Welcome. Ian. Okay, cool. Welcome back, Ian. Uh, thank you welcome to the show in the new year i think um i think you had a chance to see the the nice video i made to celebrate the end of our first year um with everybody talking about what marvel meant to them um i have i'd like to do something similar this year uh, obviously it won't be quite as surprising because everybody now knows my my ulterior motives right. but i did want to ask everybody for the first time on the show this year a new question, since we're talking a lot more about DC stuff, at least for this first few months of the year, uh, and and probably more throughout the year because uh, they've got a nice slate of stuff coming. Um, since we're talking about DC stuff more than Marvel right now, I mean, we promise we will have a lot of Marvel stuff throughout the year. I wanted to know what nerd content outside of Marvel gives you life and why. Oh, man. Um, well, I mean... DC, Marvel and DC have always been sort of both there for me. Um, I've had, I like that 
DC's always been, at least part of DC's always been a little darker in probably color scale, <laughs> not just uh, <laughs> uh, the story content, but in actual color scale. Uh, you know, I grew up on Batman. Saves money, baby. Yeah, it does. It does. You don't have to use all that ink. Um, no, I grew up on Batman um, and Green Lantern. Those were my my jams as far as the DC side of things goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was I was a child of the 80s, so you know my Batman had the gray and blue and yellow, and and he had a big ass cape, and he was cool looking. And you know, as we went in towards the 90s, when we started, when we got some Tim Burton Batman movies and stuff, I was at that like formidable age where it was like all of my heroes from my youth were starting to show up on screen, and it was it was awesome. And by all you just mean Batman and Superman. I mean just Batman. I mean you got a Batman. I mean Superman was cool too, but I I was there for Batman. Um, I still don't feel like we've ever gotten like a really good take on uh, Green the Green Lanterns, and I'm hoping that one day that'll change. But you know, hey, what are you gonna do? (laughs) I mean, if you keep your HBO subscription long enough, they're they're getting a show. So yeah, well that's the thing. Yeah, I think I think there's plenty of good animated. Uh, Green Lantern. There is. There is. But yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks for for answering that one. Um, I did want to follow up with with Ricky as well, and and I guess I could talk about it too. But I just wanted to know what have you what have you guys been learning out on this week? Ooh. Um. I mean, it's been all like sports stuff. You want to talk like actually, it's it's Super Bowl week for all you know. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it's a big game. Um, so living it's... in the LA area where the game's actually hosted, a lot of cool Super Bowl stuff happenings. So I just kind of nerding out on all the little things going around in and around the city and whatnot. I fully expect yes. LA to be on fire if the Rams win or do not win on Sunday. So Frank would kill you for talking about football right now. <laughs> I I was just gonna say, oh, I didn't even know the Rams were in it. That's how much I paid attention yeah. that he's playing in the Super Bowl. Once the Bills were out of the running, I was like, who? What? I'm out of I, here. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> what about Ian? Let's try that a do-over. Ian, what are you learning um, out on this week? You know what? I, I not, So I've been got myself hooked on a stupid Apple Plus show for all mankind, which is interesting because it's a Joel Kinnaman vehicle, which, you know, we're all kind of, He's Is not that the one where they're shooting guns in space? Well, it's, I mean, kind of, it's like the, it's like an alt, alt history take on the space race. So instead of us landing on the moon first, the Russians do. And then it's like, how does that change everything that happens afterwards? And it basically just kind of, it's a catalyst for, for things to happen faster. So, you know, they get women astronauts and they get, they try to set up a moon base and it, it's really cool. It's a cool show if you're a space nerd like me. So I nerded out on that a little bit, um, and I'm starting. I'm working my way through uh, Rick and Morty season five now that that showed up too, because nice. that show is gotcha. amazing. So. Yes, yes, I watched that one so when good. it was airing on uh, Adult Swim. So I should I should rewatch it because I usually rewatch every season. What are you, anything uh, new for you? Sometimes. Uh, two thing or I mean three things. One, I finished Ducktales yesterday. That was amazing. The original, like. No, the new one. Oh, the new one. The new one's yeah, good. good. The, the new one is good. Is so good. We yeah. finished it. It had an actual ending. Like I don't see a lot of cartoons like that that have endings, and that was pretty impressive. Um, 
I also just randomly ended up finally listening to to people who had recommended Reacher, and I binged the crap out of Reacher on uh, Amazon Prime. Um, highly recommend. That is a very manly show. Um, it is just it's Punisher light, like like <laughs> he kills slightly less people than the Punisher. That's but, the uh, the guy from uh, Titans, right? Yes, it's, isn't it? It's yeah, Alan, he's Alan, Rich, Alan Richson. I've always liked yeah. Alan Richson ever since uh, Blue Mountain State, um, and I've always waited to see him get the spot, he's the spotlight. In that show. And he is huge, man. He is huge, and it, he just fits that role. And they write they write it for a buff giant man, you know. So like, there's a lot of jokes about his size, and and he plays he plays it well. And I wouldn't say he's John Cena level acting. I'm pretty sure there's a moment where he had to cry and they CG'd a tear onto him. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I forgive him because when he when when the job called for the guy to show up and kick ass and say cool things, he did the thing, you know. So nice. uh, but the cool part is like he actually plays a very like Sherlock Holmes kind of character, like very, very OCD about like paying attention to everybody's little uh you know, tells and, 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 and microaggressions and all these things. So like, I've just, I've been really happy lately because we're getting this cool new uh, trend of seeing like what we, what used to be called like the meatheads, but like they're being depicted in a very three dimensional way, you know, like with like, with, with like, <laughs> they, where have you get depth. To, they have depth. And I think they're that's just, a cool thing. They're not just all um, muscle smash. I'm not here to say like, it, it's, it's really nice to see, you know, white men getting the attention they deserve in media. No, like I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like, it's cool that this specific, the specific niche, this specific white guy is getting the specific niche of action hero type trope. The big muscle bound dudes are actually being shown like, you know, John Cena and and Alan Richardson have been doing in a, in a cool different way. So I appreciate that. If you're, if you're liking DuckTales, if you have been watching something after party on Apple TV, um, it's by the Lord and Miller Lord, duo. Yeah, yeah. Little think, murder uh, mystery. I think Travis recommended that to me the other day. The actually. the kind of gimmick yeah. is it's Tiffany Haddish is the detective leading oh, this murder. Gonna tell, he's going to tell me all. About but it, yeah. each person's take on what happened is its own like genre movie, and it's pretty funny. Nice. Like Ben Ben Schwartz is in it, and he has like his recount is a musical, and it's pretty funny. And then you have like the Fast and Furious version of it. So I dig it. Cool. It's not That's over cool. yet, but we're definitely caught up. Yeah. And then uh, the the last thing I've been nerding out on is actual comics. I've been uh, I, I oh I yeah that, that I DC. signed up for a, a month of uh, DC. I figured it's been about fifteen years since I've actually sat down and actually. But why did you sign up for a month of DC? I signed up for it because they had uh, an eight dollar deal where I get to read DC comics and I get to have. Fortnite skins and <laughs> and uh you know like I had a giant backlog of stuff that I've wanted to read and it's pretty cool. I've been reading um Brian Michael Bendis's Superman and uh I love Bendis. I love him so much yeah. and and uh it's it's weird. It's weird to like read him doing the DC universe, but I'm I'm digging it. I, it's nice to get my toes, you know, back in that pool. And then I've been, uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh no! I was gonna. I was actually gonna spoil some of the news, so I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna talk. About that. <laughs> I was gonna. Say, the, the other thing that uh, that's been watched around here a lot is um, 
I've been working my way through uh, Ultimate Spider-Man on Disney Plus with uh, Ezra because he's gotten super into Spider-Man, and he's like way based into- on Brian Michael Bendis. I was going to say that's that's the uh, that's the segue there is that it's it's my Bendis fix lately. Your yeah. Bendis. It's it's been it's it's good. It's a fun show. It's it's like got a, a lot of ridiculous stuff in it. He's executive good. producer on that show, right? Yep. Or or yep. yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, you know, if you if you read the Ultimate Comics, it's it you know pulls a lot of the storylines in and stuff. But like, yeah. I had actually recently just read one of the comics from, that I got from the library, one of the Ultimate Spider Mans, and it was the Spider Verse, you know, one of the Spider Verse takes, and they did like a four episode uh, take on that. So it was like. Mm-hmm. The comic that I just read, they did the, yeah. the actual show. So you know, Ezra was like, "That's the guy from, that's the one from your comic." He was all super excited when Spider Ham <laughs> showed up. So I was like, "This is this is great." Yeah, fun. Uh, Coulson's fun, the principal. Fun fact: that's actually my favorite Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, I can that's see my, that. That's my preferred one. It's just the right amount of silly and and action and yeah, and continuous story going on. But anyways, I think uh, I think we gotta we gotta move this show along. I think I appreciate anybody who anybody who hung out listening to all this stuff. I do have some formalities to get out of the way. Um, I I chose to save them for after the chit chat this time around. As advertised, we'll be putting a spotlight on Peacemaker episode seven tonight. But before that, we have some nerd news to discuss and a round of trivia that we like to call Contest of Champions. I don't know why anybody's ever used that name before. It's so perfect for this. Yeah, um, for those of you joining us live, don't be shy. We'll be clicking, we'll be checking the comments uh, regularly. And if you can't get enough of us, you should visit patreon.com slash denxmedia, where you'll find a variety of creative offerings, uh, including uh, recent episodes of our live after show, The Soapbox. I mean, that's mostly what you'll find there right now, but there's yeah. a bunch of older stuff well, there too. A lot of so. content. There is content there. Uh, patrons get exclusive access to chat with us. Uh, uh, and even better, like uh, sometimes they just get to be a guest on the show. Uh, Do it. But, if that's, but if that's not your thing, don't worry. We'll be releasing it to the public next week. Um, so there you go. Uh, yeah, I think. Are we ready to do some ready. Let's, let's get into some news. Right. Um, I mean, I never get just... tired of that intro, by the way. Dude, that that bass slaps in that yeah, intro. You know, that, little... bass is, that bass is tight. Let you know what you're getting into. Yeah, we're pretty current. Yeah, yeah. we're pretty right. current. Let's kick it off with some Marvel casting news. Um, a ton of stuff actually happened this week. Uh, let's just run down the list. Everyone's favorites, Russell Crowe is going to be joining Aaron Taylor Johnson in the. Uh, craven movie yeah. he's gonna be playing craven's dad cool. i heard about that who aka craven is it are they both named craven they're both craven the hunter okay yeah uh one is um the son is alyosha and uh sergey is the father so i'm gonna guess he's playing sergey and then uh, alyosha would be the younger one um so both this both is in... hunted spider-man um, Sony's Spider-Man Cinematic Universe, whatever it's called. 
Correct. Um, Russell Crowe is also playing Zeus in the upcoming Thor sequel. So it's I'm a, yeah, he he spoiled cool. that himself, actually. Yeah. On a radio interview, he just straight up spilled the beans and said who he's playing. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> but hey. speaking of Love and Thunder, um, Akosia Sabet, she's actually going to be playing Bost in that movie. Bost is the uh, panther god. Or is it Bost or Bost? Oh, oh. Um and that's kind of a weird a late addition because that movie is pretty much wrapped at this point. So that's that's gets me interesting well, to see what, what capacity that, that is and where that character lies. Well we've met we've met Baas before. Well, no, we haven't. We haven't. We've seen other we've seen a before. large panther in made out of sand. Yeah, but the, the reality is if they're if they're hiring her this late, uh she's a voice. She's a voice. Oh yeah, for sure. Because uh, Baast is a giant panther, anyways. So it, mm-hmm. you don't need it. It doesn't matter. The person that can wear sweatpants and come to that job. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And then lastly, Anthony Ramos of In the Heights fame and Hamilton fame. He's yep. going to be starring in Ironheart. Uh, secret role. No, no, uh, nothing leaked so far on who uh, Susie playing. But uh, any any guesses? He was my choice for the Human Torch. I think he would be a good. Johnny Storm. So, you know, the funny thing for, mm. for me with these is like, so, you know, this whole generation of Marvel comics that they've been introducing uh, mm-hmm. most recently, like everything like after Young Avengers and on like the new generation of them um, after Young Avengers and Runaways, which I both I love both. Mm-hmm. I kind of like pumped the brakes on picking up and learn and reading all these new new character titles. Because it was already at the time where the MCU was starting to kick off. And so I kind of figured it would be nice to have some characters and some stories that I can go into and not know anything about. And yeah. so Ironheart's only like three years old, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So I don't I don't touch it. Maybe no, maybe probably older than that. However old you always think they are, it's add like two or three years to that. <laughs> yeah, like, five years. It's always it's always a little longer than you think. But um, but even still, uh, I I'm I don't I know who Ironheart is, but I don't know anything. Yeah, see, it's always it's always add three, like they they just didn't pick up steam until you remember the you know that three years ago. So yeah, I don't know nothing, and I'm fine with it. Ignorance is bliss. Pie in the sky fan casting. Who is he? You meet one, one person. Ian Dennis. Uh, <laughs> uh... He's, That's a great question. He's the uh, he's version 2.0 of the Tony Stark <laughs> uh, si- hologram simulator. <laughs> he's just an AI voice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a new Ghost Rider. All right, moving on. <laughs> that'd be weird. I wanted him as a Ghost Rider. He'd be a good Robbie. Oh, I I only say that'd be weird because I don't necessarily see Ghost Rider hanging out with the Iron Man universe often, you know, like, I don't, uh, I don't mind him as Ghost Rider. I do really want to see. I mean, you've never uh, read Ironheart. Maybe Ruby's like a Satan, Satanic cult member and worships. I mean, I cannot read them and still know who they are by osmosis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Anyways, moving on. All righty. This one's kind of an interesting one. It's happened today. Um, so the Defenders yeah. is going to be leaving the uh or leaving the netflix leaving netflix at the end of the month 
all, um, of, also, all of their shows. All of them. Yeah. All of their shows. The this Defenders itself uh, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, while it's still up in the air on where they're going, it's pretty safe to assume that it's either going to be Disney Plus or Hulu. Kind of I think it's pretty of... safe to assume it's going to be Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let's be real. The content in those shows is not Disney Plus appropriate. Yeah, you're, you're Do you right, think they put right. Agents of Shield on on Disney Plus? No, I thought Agents, Agents, Agents of Shield is already on, it's already on Disney Plus. All Sorry, I I wasn't including Agents of Shield in that mm-hmm. discussion. Okay. Uh, Agents of Shield is going to is oh sorry, Agent Carter is completely on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised since it's the same showrunners and they share a lot of the same cast and stuff like that. It, it, that show goes nicely side by side with with uh, with Carter on Disney Plus. Yeah. It's a family friendly show. Uh, the all the Netflix ones not family friendly. Oh my god, yeah. especially okay. like episode one of Jessica Jones, uh, seasons. A lot of boning. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say season two of Daredevil uh, gets a lot more risque, uh, but a lot the of violence, the violence, and yeah, no. And then Punisher, no thanks. That there's no way <laughs> the Punisher's ever ending up on Disney Plus. Not happening. Um, so, yeah. but I'm fine with it. I really like that they have Hulu as this option for where they can put things that can't live. It there. is weird though. It's gross because the rest of the world, there's just like the super Disney Plus that has its own tab within it. Oh, for sure. But like. I, I mean, we could get into the morality, no, the, the, impo- yeah. the, impo- the imposed morality of Disney. But like the reality is like we're not complaining that most X-Men movies are on Disney Plus. But if you want to go watch Logan, you got to go to Hulu or yeah. Deadpool or Deadpool 2. You yeah. know what I mean, but those yeah, live exactly. there. They're not going anywhere. They're gonna they are priced forever. accordingly so that if you have both of them, it's usually it's equivalent to having a Netflix. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> As of right now. Um, I would not be surprised if these end up on Hulu within like before the end of the year. Like, yeah. I would think sooner. Like, honestly, because it's it's from what it, the language used in used in the reporting, it just sounds like the rights are the rights for having yeah. those shows are over. So, well, I mean, before the end of the year includes tomorrow too. Just so yeah, you know. <laughs> that's fair. That's that fair. is true. It's true. Last bit of news. We got uh, kind of a new trailer. So ahead of the Super Bowl, uh, one can assume that we're going to get some new trailers for some movies that are coming out. And it looks like DC's spot um, came out a little early. And they kind of had this weird amalgamation of all of their upcoming slates. So it was Aquaman, um, Black Adam, the Batman, and the Flash. But kind of the interesting thing came out of that. You had a lot of first looks at Black Adam and then the Justice Society, but I know I was able to catch it. Ian caught it. Were you able to watch it, Dennis? I watched it way before you you even uh, shared it because uh, I was doing research for the show and it just it appeared on IMDb when I it got just came there. Out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, and and I watched it and I I watched it several times and I forgot <laughs> to I, I forgot to share it with you guys. And then when you finally shared it, I'm like, oh, good. I'm glad you, you were that it excited I, about I the forgot, state of the DC. I forgot to share it. I had already watched it three times before you shared it. Um, <laughs> and I actually really loved it. It doesn't show you much, uh, like, content-wise, story-wise at all. But no. it shows you that, like, DC is coming to play this year, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, so excited for that because, like, they have had so many missteps. And let's be honest, like, it's – Part of it is they don't put out a lot of content yearly, you know what I mean? And yeah. so 
this they're finally that was kind of like the smartest trailer you could do because you save money by having yeah. everything in it all the stuff from the flash and yeah. the batman and aquaman it's that's all been out there but listening to keaton yeah. talk was not out there no so you got like, you got a little little bits here and there yeah yeah and, and seeing hawkman in his full hawkman glory Oh man, that looks awesome. And uh, not looking like cheesy. Yeah, like, like <laughs> hearing hearing Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. So cool. You know, like all of this is so cool. Um, I'm so excited at the idea of a villain getting his own movie and you know, and we get to learn we get to see the Justice Society through his eyes. And we get to see everything through his eyes. That's really cool. Uh spoiler yeah. for anybody who thought Black Adam was a superhero. He is <laughs> not. He I was chat- chatting with Ian before show and it's like it's the dcu is kind of an exciting place right now because they're you get the sense that their backs are against the wall in a lot of ways in respect yeah. to the, the marvel stuff but they're willing to do you know i don't say crazier things but try experiment more you know they're doing a they, batman movie that's totally standalone but for the sake of storytelling that's probably for the best but they're willing to take that that risk and know when to parse and parse their stuff out or keep it together yeah this is what we've been saying for years now is step one tell good stories yeah step Mm -hmm. two worry about your connected universe you do it in the reverse order it will fail every time the 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 d the dark the the universal dark universe or whatever oh (laughs) oh my god so bad the the whatever every time Hasbro tries to do a Battleship Transformers GI Joe universe. I like so Battleship. bad. Battleship yeah. is so bad. You can like them, but they're bad movies, and you just know you know they are. They're bad. It's fine. Um, and then like, yeah, there's so many other universes that try. That I'm not a big fan of these this Jurassic World universe either. You know, like it's just, it's just stop. Just just just, just stop. Stop doing it. This it's so weird. This. Dinosaurs on screen. Man, was, that, that prints money, man. I don't I'm mind dinosaurs on screen. I'm saying just stop telling the same story over, but, can, but still calling it a sequel, like over and over again. Just do do a different story with dinosaurs. I mean, it worked five times just, now. What's what's having dinosaurs and Laura Dern on screen? And it worked one good. time. It worked one time. All the rest were not good, but they were they were billion they, dollar movies. Yeah. Hey. Is that does that mean it's a good movie? No, whether whether they're good or not, I've I've been there for all of them because like yeah, the the dinosaurs on screen just appeals to little me. Yeah, That's but just, I think the weirdest well. <laughs> part is they've actually looked worse each time, each iteration. They look slightly less real than, yeah. than the first I'll, time. I'll concede to that. Yeah, for sure. That's so weird. Like yeah. it's so weird. But, I mean, and, and and you know, the first one as far as the effects that they you know hit us with was like pinnacle peak like oh damn that dinosaur looks real you know yeah uh, there's so some really cemented its place in you know movie history as as being such iconic series as dude that, I'm, I'm pretty sure real. i'm pretty sure last year we watched some movies that came out the same year as that that have infinitely worse cg like, like <laughs> exactly I, I don't remember off the top of my head which ones but i'm pretty sure we did uh, but yeah book. I just, I just, I'm very excited. Like my point is I'm super excited because I think DC is finally just trying to just 
embrace this giant library of mm -hmm. intellectual property they own. Sorry, Warner Brothers is. And they're just going to like throw darts and see what hits. And I'm fine with that, man. Like, I'm fine with that. I think they they know, they see what's happening with Peacemaker on TV. And they're like, dude, we can just tell stories like this. It doesn't even have to have a Batman or a Superman in it. And and we're like, I mean, the fact it. that Peacemaker is, is a very adult show is just another step in that direction, too. Like, as much as I love the yeah. boys, there's always like a... Uh, man, I wish this was with real superheroes. I know that's like a disingenuous <laughs> to say because they are, you know, it has its own comic books. They are, they are real superheroes, but you want to see the, you want to see DC, you want to see Marvel tackle the types of issues that that show Congra handles. Congratulations! Now you know how everybody felt in 1988 when they read Watchmen. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's welcome it to all that. Comes full circle. It's all the Watchmen. What Watchmen changed. Uh, the way we consume this type of media forever, and it only took thirty years, forty years. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I I just think we want to we want to see the characters we grew up with when we were young grow up with us, and we want to be able to have them tell like stories that we relate to, and yeah. I think that we're we're at that point with DC where I think they were initially trying to just capitalize on you know, grim, dark, and, you know, try to separate themselves from Marvel. And I think that they realized with things, you know, with movies like Shazam and stuff that they don't need to necessarily grim, dark it to be successful and be different. They can yeah. still have fun and be different. And I think, you know, the, the recent movies have kind of shown some of that. Um, and, it, you know, looking at the slate of what they showed in that trailer today, it looks like they're really trying to step up and, you know, get weird and do some cool stuff with their characters and like, use I'm, all the colors in the rainbow and have color yeah yeah i was yeah. gonna say that hawkman looks so cool yeah. and that's a character that even in the comics never looks cool so no, hawkman's know, dumb like, normally he, he's but dumb, I, he's but, dumb he's but i got i got super excited when i saw him on screen yeah, i need yeah, to see the mace if he ain't got no mace I well, want he'll to have out of it. Yeah, he'll have him. He'll have it. Promise. If he's promise. if it's not sitting in the background of that scene, <laughs> yeah, in the trailer, he'll have it. Well, Ricky, that might be all the news you have, but I do have uh, two pieces of news. I mean, I guess it's kind of one, but mm -hmm. it's also a retraction to something that you uh, oh, news that you shared a few, a few weeks ago. <laughs> so true. about two about about two weeks ago for Marvel Legends, you announced. Well, it's not just Marvel Legends, but you announced that uh, Hasbro will. There was a rumor that Hasbro will be doing a price increase uh, this year on their figures, and I yeah. shot that down because I was like, "That's a rumor." Uh, usually, Hasbro will do a live stream to actually acknowledge that months and months and months before it happens. So, just to be clear, there was a price increase last year. You know, I mean, with everything going on in the world, uh, here's here's a really easy way to sim uh, to to like pare it down. Um, toys are made, action figures are made from petroleum, which is the same thing that makes your, your gas. So if you see gas prices go crazy, there's a good chance, uh, action figures have to go up too. Uh, and so it turned out the brand new X-Men wave that we talked about last December finally went up for pre-order this week. And lo and behold, on Hasbro's website, they were $2 more than they were last year. And I was, <laughs> I was, sh I was shocked. But you know what I was more shocked about is after I got done pre-ordering them, um, I found out that 
all the other stores had not done the price increase. So they did not get the memo. They did not get the memo. So then I went to Amazon and bought them, pre-ordered them for the regular price and then canceled my order at Hasbro. And sadly, uh, I found out Target also selling them for a regular price. So uh, just to be clear, the X-Men figures are releasing in November of this year. That's how far out they're doing pre-orders right now. Wow. Um, so it could be that figures that come out before that, which actually I've already pre-ordered a bunch before that, you know, throughout like the already pre-ordered. They're figures. they're the they're the old price. So mm-hmm. the new price increase really isn't going to start affecting consumers until next year, but or 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 November at the earliest. Late really. for this year. Yeah, but I did I did want to give you your credit where it was due. You reported something and I shot it down and it turned out to be the true. hottest leaks only on Dead Excelsior. Every I Friday night so. at 8 p.m. Pacific. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> and then go get that X-Men wave. It's got Maggot in it. That's super cool. And it's got Bonebreaker, the Build-A-Figure. It's amazing. Is that, was that one-part news or two-part news? It was the two-part news together. Okay. Yeah. It was a combo combo piece. All right. Are That's we all done I got. With, we're, yeah, we're, we're done, done with news. news. The news has for, been delivered. I appreciate that news. Um, Good news. And, and, Anybody who hasn't seen that DCEU preview, go check it out or watch it at the Super Bowl, whatever. It's it's awesome. No, not a lot of content at all, but it'll get you hyped. It's definitely you'll a wanna, tease. You'll want to pause every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. But it's all right. I think it's time we play some games before yeah, we move on. Speaking of the Super Bowl, let's play a game. That was a nice segue. I like that. that um, <laughs> Getting better uh, each week. So uh, I, I I did tell I talked to Frank about this one today. This uh, I, it was my turn to put the game together um, for its contest of champions. Uh, we like to do uh, Marvel trivia every week, different kinds of games. Uh, we all take turns putting them together for our guests and for you know our co-host to play. Um, I decided uh, Frank wasn't going to be here. And I really like to take advantage of that sometimes because Frank is one of the nerdiest people I know. So it, it rules out stumping him a lot. Like it's harder to stump Frank. But with no Frank here, I think it's really easy to stump you guys. Right. Easily and, stumped right here. Just yes. I, I, I'm a stumpy. Uh, so I decided to take that into account and also think about the fact that we are the Mostly Marvel Podcast. We've been talking about Peacemaker, though, for like, you know, five, six weeks. And I felt like, you know, maybe we should give the DC universe a little bit more love in the game. And so I found a workaround. And it's a little history lesson for you. I don't know if you know about this, but in 1996, Marvel and DC did a thing. And it's called the Amalgam Universe. And what it is, is they actually formed an imprint together where they created brand new characters that were amalgams of different uh, Marvel and DC characters. And they had a bunch of stories that Marvel printed and DC printed uh, for about a year from 1996 to 1997. So there's a lot of weird characters in there, as you can see from the pictures. (laughs) So dumb. I knew that I knew I'd actually like to count the number of times Ricky says so dumb for this segment. (laughs) <laughs> because he's going to say it a lot. Uh, so I was like, how do I do a game for this? And I realized it's it's, it's just right there. It's right there. We are going to do a game very similar to Origin Options. But instead of picking what their origins are, 
you're literally going to guess the correct name of these characters. So here we go, guys. Oh, man. Okay. Name that amalgam. You got the picture right there. It's clearly a combination of Superman and Captain America. I love they just like threw his underwear on there. <laughs> yeah, know, right. He got, to. he got to. And he's got the shield. It's got a big old S on the shield. Um, this he's character got the boots. is either you got five options. You guys can either choose to agree together or you can just pitch your own answer. It's fine. Uh, the audience is welcome to participate as well. Uh, but yeah, you got five answers this time because I, I had so much fun making these up. I couldn't stop at three. So you got your choices are <laughs> A, your choices are A, Super Soldier. B, Captain S, C, American Steel, D, Captain Krypton, and E, Super American. Wow. This it's, is pretty it's pretty crazy because, like, uh, I'm going to go ahead and admit, I, I must have been sleeping in 96, 97 because I knew, I did, I don't even know that I knew there was an Amalgam series. So for the, that's awesome. Uh, and I, I'm, so I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw my hat on D. Captain Krypton, because that just sounds cool. For the for the listeners, this is a amalgamation of Captain America and Superman. Yeah, I said that. Uh, um, I don't think it's Captain Krypton. It's it's it got to be is. American Steel or Super American. I'm gonna go see. I'm so glad I could pick uh, something that Frank would have easily nailed all five of these questions. Oh, I'm sure he would have. American Steel. That's, All right. That's where I'm logging in. And Selena also, I just want to throw that out there because we got a guest from the, a guest from the audience. Selena guessed A, soldier. Super Soldier. And the correct answer is Super Soldier. It is the most boring, boring ass answer ever. There's a there's number two, so dumb from Ricky. Does he have a real <laughs> right name? Uh, does he have a real name? Yes, his real name is Clark Kent. Uh, during World War II, government scientists developed a super soldier formula based on experiments with cellular samples from an alien corpse. Uh, they administer the formula as well as solar radiation to a young man named Clark Kent. The mixture of the formula and the radiation give Kent incredible powers and abilities, including super strength, heat vision, and flight. That's your super soldier right there. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty lame name, but... Yeah, I, I can. Oh, I, I it's can. the dumbest name. Yeah, <laughs> like, it I, seems so easy. Like they, like I would have figured they would have like tried to get something they could like trademark. Let's be honest. The other four that I gave you were all better than Super Soldier, right? One hundred percent, absolutely. <laughs> Even Captain S is better. <laughs> all right, moving on. Oh, Batman man, and Wolverine combined. This is like every nerd's fantasies come true, and it did for a little while. Uh, but your choices for the answer for what his name was is are A, Dark Claw, B, Batverine, C, Fang, D, Nightblade, and E, Vampire Bat. Oh, man. If, he does have fangs. Fang would he does be the have cool one. He, he does have them, but I don't think that I think Fang as a name is too cool for for. I mean, considering Super <laughs> Soldier was the first one, I feel like Fang is too cool. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Uh, By the way, that was Nightblade with a K for everybody listening. Uh, yes, I was gonna go to with make, Nightblade to make, to make it extra. I, I'll cool. go Vampire Bat. Nice. 
All right. We're going to give a few seconds to anybody in the audience if they want to guess. Uh, actually, I could always show their guess afterward. There it is. Uh, this character design looks like a ridiculous bee. <laughs> it's not, it's, you're not wrong, C. Soda. And, and Selena is guessing Batverine. <laughs> you know what, Selena? I wish you were right. But this character, I should point out, was the most popular character in the Amalgam universe. This character's name is Dark Claw. Dark Claw. That is that is bad. <laughs> His claws aren't even dark. Man, I don't want to read the full story, but uh, Logan Wayne's parents were killed. Then later <laughs> on, he moved. He moved to Alberta, Canada, with his uncle who died. Then he joined the Weapon X program where they found out that he had a meta mutant gene and they, you know, they put adamantium in him, blah, blah, blah. Him and uh, his buddy, uh, what was it? Uh, Creed H. Quinn, which was a hybrid of uh, Sabretooth and the Joker. Uh, oh my. They, the two of them go in Weapon X program. They do all their things and they eventually get kicked out. And then after all that, uh, Logan Wayne decides that he wants to be a crime fighter, so he travels the world and does all the things that Batman did. So it's it's the most stupid combination of their two origin stories ever. That's but people bad. loved him. People loved him. Dark Claw. There you go, guys. All right, next up. Dark Claw. Name that amalgam. This clearly oh, is a combination of Wonder Woman and Storm. She looks cool. <laughs> whitewashing storm, but wow, those names! Something. something oh, sorry. Yeah, let's let's list the names for the audience. Your options are A. Thunder Woman, B. Amazon, C. God. Weather Witch, D. Windy Woman, and E. The Goddess. It has to be Thunder Woman, right? Does it, it has though? to be. It has to be. Oh man, I'm gonna. I'm so glad you guys have never heard of these before. <laughs> I want it. To, I want it to be Windy Woman, but <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna go with B Amazon. All right, I'm giving the audience just a moment here to 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 chime in. Um, you got to give credit though. In on this specific one, even if your answer is wrong, you kind of believe most of them, don't you? All right. Uh, Selena also guessed Thunder Woman alongside uh, Ricky. Here we go. Real answer B oh, Amazon. That's just like racist. <laughs> is she Amazon, is like Amazonian in the in the in her backstory? Well. You know, Wonder Woman was always Amazonian in yeah. her backstory. I know, but like in in whatever is amalgamation's backstory, Storm. Oh, oh. oh in, in the... yeah, it's basically Aurora was was rescued by Hippolyta and raised on on Themyscira. That's it. You're overthinking this. It's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're overthinking. Think it too deep. It's, it's like Cal Mando. Soda, Soda says, "I wish it were A." It should have been and, A. And uh, I'm very proud of coming up with A on my own. That's I was a good like, one. That's how did you one. not? How did you not name her Thunder Woman? It's it was right there. 
If any uh, DC Marvel creatives are watching this show right now, they're stealing that. Like, yeah. If, if you create a Thunder Woman, you'll get sued. I probably will. You know, the weirdest, dumbest part about her, though, is if you look really closely at her outfit, she still has the W on her chest. The double, the double W is on her <laughs> chest, and her name is Amazon. So that's dumb. That was the they're, they're, that one doesn't count from Ricky because that's from you. All right, moving on. Name oh, that amalgam. Here he is, guys. It is the combination of your that you always dreamed of. It's Superboy and Spider-Man. Your options are A, Superarachnid. B, the Clone Ranger. <laughs> C, Super Spider. D, Spider-Boy. Or E, Super Slinger. Wow. I, I mean, I feel like based off of Super Soldier that they probably didn't get that original here either. So I feel like it's got to be Super Spider. <laughs> but I really I'll, like the Clone I'll agree. Super Spider one. too. And then Selena is guessing D, Spider, Spider Boy. Yeah. Here we go. No takers likely. for the Clone Ranger, huh? Mm -mm. I like it. I'm going to have to not take it though. That pose is the least Superman boy thing I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's because it's more of a Spider-Man. Yeah, or in this case, Spider-Boy. Spider boy. There it is. Spider-Boy. That's his name. And just to clarify, this is actually not Peter Parker. This is a combination. This is a fusion of uh, Connor Kent and Ben Riley. Spider-Man, mm, the clone. Okay. The clone. What, what are his, his powers? The clone uh it's like he is a clone of superman so he has superman's powers but i believe he also has like the the um I'm trying to remember where it is spider-like ability to walk on walls and uh, i think he has the spider sense too so if you could fly why would you want to walk on walls I was just going to say, can he fly? Because in the comic, in the covers you were showing earlier, he was swinging on a web. Yeah, I don't know that he can fly. I don't, hold on, I can see right here. Uh, no, he has what's called gravity manipulation. Uh, <laughs> so that allows him to walk on walls. But I guess he doesn't have the flight thing. Um, yeah, okay, that's cool. But he does have the strength and stuff. It he sounds like hovers. he just has... Sounds like he just has Spider-Man's abilities, and then he has yeah. web shooters. He has web shooters too. Cool. Uh, yeah, I I'm not a big fan of that one, but I, I know Frank is, and so I'm glad he wasn't here to steal that answer from everybody. And and I just like to point out that Selena in her audience Selena. is kicking your butts. She's Coming kicking your butts right now. All Cheers. right, I got one last one for you guys before we move on to Spotlight Peacemaker. Last last amalgam. I did this one just for just for Ian. Here you go. I think, I think, oh, actually, Ian, can you guess what this one is going to be? Oh, man. Um, I feel like if you, if it's for me, it, it's got to be something related to Doctor Strange. Who would you combine with Doctor Strange from the DC universe? Man, it's weird because I either go Doctor Fate or like Raven. Hmm. Well, you got one of them right there it is it's okay there is this guy who doctor is clearly strange. a combination he's clearly a combination of doctor strange and doctor fate but i'm going to give you a little hint actually uh to add to this not a hint but a, a little bonus 
he's a three-way amalgamation. He's actually Professor X also. Oh. His name is Charles Xavier, but he has the the helm of Naboo, and he's got all of Doctor Strange's stuff going on there too. Um, he is a weird, crazy character, but uh, yeah, here are your options for names. And I apologize. I might have gotten a little away from myself on, on, on one or two of these. But uh, here's your options. A, Dr. Dr. Frange. <laughs> B, Professor F. C, Dr. Strange Fate. D, The Doctor. Or E, Supreme Lord of Order. Ooh. Doctor Strange Fate sounds pretty good. Oh, man. Let's see. But the Doctor's pretty I'm good. I'm just going to say the Doctor because I'm going to go with my, my nickname and just say the Doctor. Now, is it the Doctor the way you spelt it or is the Doctor like abbreviated? Like DR? You would never write it that way abbreviated. <laughs> yes. The I mean, DR. It's comic yeah. books. <laughs> no, he looks he, cool. Uh, he does look cool. He, he does. does look. I, don't, I mean, out of all the characters you've shown, I think he's the coolest looking. Yeah. Fun fact: he's actually like the most important character in their universe. Um, like he he ends up. Uh, he's the one person that ends up saving their universe when it was it was pulled apart. Uh, he actually possesses the Marvel Doctor Strange for a short time, and manages to he's going to recreate the the amalgam universe in the marvel universe uh and then strange ends up pushing him out but to be nice he creates a pocket universe where where this character and the entire amalgam universe can live forever so they still exist their universe is not folded on yet so uh oh i love that our audience is filling in each other uh on on what's going on but uh, I think uh, Selena did guess Doctor Strange Fate as well. So we got one for the Doctor and two for the Strange Fate. Here we go. Here's your answer. There you go. Yeah. We finally got one right. That They got a little lazy on that name. He is C, Doctor Strange Fate. <laughs> Doctor Strange Fate. Yeah. Uh, just uh, thanks again to C. Soda for recommending I input. Dr. Dr. Frange as an option. I had to put it in there. I knew you guys wouldn't guess it, but I loved it anyways. I like so. it. Cool. Um, but yeah, if you wanted to find the Amalgam Universe, uh, you got to go on the internet because it's pretty hard to find these. Yeah, on is it on any of the streaming? No, no. You're not going to find you're not gonna find these on uh, or easily on either DC Infinite or Marvel Unlimited because it's, it's actually a separate print that they – like a publishing – uh, collaboration that they made, you know what I mean. So you'd have to go buy them on Amazon on in trade paperbacks. But um, yeah, that's the thing they did. Way to almost, go, Marvel and DC. Almost feels like it would be worth the investment, just for the nostalgia cheese factor. It's pretty cheesy, and yeah, I'm quite I'm quite surprised that you missed it in the uh, in the entire thing. Um, yes, see, Casota, I did tell you that Professor X was in there. I think, or maybe I didn't, but uh, it's okay. That's why I threw. That's why I threw Professor F in there as an option. Uh, I wanted to make sure that was that was uh, a possibility. But anyways, yeah, cool. Thank you for playing that game. I enjoyed. I enjoyed listening to you guys deliberate and figure fun. out. So 
Uh, I think it's time to get onto the meat and potatoes of the show. Let's do it. Oh, I thought you were going to say some more stuff. Oh, I was not. <laughs> That was awkward. <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved it. That was great. All right. We waited long enough. It's time to put a spotlight on Peacemaker Episode 7. This title yeah. was Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Uh, but before we do, spoiler warning. If you haven't watched it yet, please run away and uh, come back when you have. Uh, you'll thank us later. It's just it's just better. Go yeah. watch the show. Go watch it. We made... We made Ian do a whole binge to, to catch up to be ready for this. Um, well, but, well worth it. Yeah. And then uh, just to recap what happened in this episode, since, uh, I mean, Ian will probably recap the whole show for us. But in this episode, Harcourt, Mern, and Adebayo find themselves surrounded by an alien force while Peacemaker squares off against his father with help from Vigilante and Economos. And... Why don't you guys go and tell me what you thought about this episode and tell me what your favorite things were. Ian, go. I thought this episode was great. Um, I didn't, I felt like they pulled back a little on the humor just to kind of give the story some room to grow. Um, I really liked the fact that the sort of being the penultimate, you know, pre-finale episode that they really just came and get, kind of closed out the, the Augie storyline. And man, man, if you looked at, did you see the names of those, of, of Augie's crew in the um, credits? Or in the, or in no. the, um, oh my God, they were so good. I don't, I don't think I read Oh, like names. their actual character names? Yes. Oh, they were so, they were, they were just ridiculous. I Okay, well, I'm going to look them up right now. So good. I, I can't wait for you to name some of them and, and enjoy them because they were amazing. Uh, I had the subtitles on. so White okay. power shithead, asshole referee, racist thug, skinhead girl, white hood wanker. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> they were so good. Those were pretty and, good. and it was, it was I, like, I liked that the, 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 you know, the whole white supremacist group kind of got their specific episode come up um, and... well i mean they, they, you know they, yeah they got they got served up but um you know they got an episode sort of dedicated to closing out that part of the story and mm -hmm. then without diverting too far away from the um butterfly storyline which was it's, cool it kind of gave them their chance to finish out one story it's almost like somebody knows how to pace their stories correctly it, yeah, yeah so that you don't have to spend an entire episode closing out your a b and c plot at the same time you yep. close one or two of them out the episode before and that yep. way you just have way more time to focus on i still would have liked to seen how he gotten that power though you know that's called season two yeah bring him back yeah there's no reason there's no i'll reason agree with you though like <laughs> i did agree that this was like a little more of a serious episode um to that extent though i just Man, I don't like vigilante. Really, his little his little moment um, post so, white dragon execution or how called execution post peacemaker killing his dad. <laughs> it just like it struck me so, weird. Like I didn't, I'd not like that at all. 
So here's here's a question for you. Uh, it comes back to something that I was, I was talking about earlier, and uh, and we brought up uh, on this show. Watchmen. Do you like Rorschach in the movie? The, yeah, whatever, the Watchmen. Do you like <laughs> Rorschach? I think he's an interesting character. Do I think he's likable? No. Now take that reference and go back to Vigilante. You I don't, don't think he's as interesting as Warcraft. You don't, you don't have to like Vigilante. He's he's not there for you to root for. He's there because he's he's awkward and he clearly lacks so many of the things that makes uh, Peacemaker a great character. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he lacks empathy for one, like uh, in, entirely, uh, unless it comes to duct tape. <laughs> in which case you know don't don't use duct tape because that'll hurt when you pull it off mm-hmm. um no yeah i i so i hear you i hear you when you say you don't like vigilante uh but i i'm i'm curious as if it if you don't like him as it you don't think he adds anything to the show or is it that you don't you don't relate to his character i think his so in the specific sense of peacemaker killing his dad and he got calls him out for crying like he's stop doing your facial exercises. Like that's just a weird thing to say. Like crying is a very human emotion. You know, it's it's, a, it's yeah. an emotion even yeah. animals understand. But you what's happening? But so you under, the fact that but, he's not figuring out, like he can't empath, he can't realize that he's crying. I this, think is, this is this weird. is hey Dave just brought up exactly what I was about to say to you, which is. Uh, Dave uh, DK says, I have a theory that vigilante is on the autism spectrum, a version of representation, perhaps. I couldn't agree with you more. I think mm-hmm. I think what Ricky just said is 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 a, slightly ableist in saying that every animal recognizes what crying is and everything like because uh, there are people that are that, that socially just lack the ability to understand uh, uh, social cues. And things yeah. like that. So he can yeah. only go off of what his friend has been has tell, told him. And his friend told him, I'm not crying. These are facial exercises. So it's a callback to the, the earlier in the show when he was crying. Uh, you know, so I think I think that's what I don't I don't I'm not gonna say it is necessarily representation. Um I could I could say that he's somewhere between psychopath and 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 sweet autism, you know, but like I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I don't um, want to be, the, I, I don't want to be the guy diagnosing him, No, but for sure. he ain't, he ain't uh, what you would call normal. How about that? No, definitely. I mean, when his he, perceptions yeah. of emotion are definitely off. For his sure. perceptions of reality are off, dude. Like he's got some messed up uh, perceptions of reality. Like he doesn't like, you know, he, he, when he had that conversation with peacemaker uh, a few episodes ago, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why you haven't just killed him. You know, and he's like, because he's my dad and I love him. And yeah, his reaction yeah. to that was, oh, you know what I mean? Like, and then when they when they uh, threatened, when uh, when he first shows up on that show and they threatened to kill his family, he's like, too late. You know, like he's he's not he's not all there, man, but it's OK. Yeah. It's fine. I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily want to assume this... he is or isn't autistic. Right, like right, for sure. That's not a conversation. I want no, to but he's, yeah. he's clearly a sociopath. I mean, he 
a few episodes ago, he, you know, murdered two kids mm -hmm. with a sniper rifle and didn't think twice about it. Like, he just kind of walked up and I, I'm going to handle this business. That That is somebody mm -hmm. that is definitely disconnected from, oh, for from sure. normal empathy. But I also think there's a part of him that is essentially trying to understand those around him, mm -hmm. um, yeah. which, which again was, a you know, which is where that callback right. to the, the face exercises came in as he was like, wait, I've seen that. I know that on the flip like, side of that coin though. I mean, how good was, was John Cena in, in that whole episode? Like, see, I think that's vigilante serves as a juxtaposition to him because yeah. like every time you want somebody to behave a certain way, John Cena is doing it and and over here for comedic reference you know like vigilante's doing the exact opposite thing that a person yeah. should be doing but man can can I just can is it too early to like request John Cena gets an egot like I just want him to have all the awards now man like this guy He's is amazing. killing it on this show man ah dude and like and by the way I mean we were talking last week about how cool it was to see him play the piano for himself uh you know or by himself like and he played motley Crue's home sweet home and then what's what's the first thing you hear when this episode starts home sweet home um so you get to see the relevance of him playing that song last week this is so good that's the last thing he and his brother listened to like i i hope he goes down. the batista route and not the rock route you know where he's doing more for lack of a better word, serious movies. Or he just I think, goes his own route, man. He's I, but I think, I think he, has, he has some chops. Yeah. You know, he doesn't necessarily need to be put in the the superhero action Fast and Furious 22 lane, you know. I think he definitely has some stuff there that I want to see him do other things because well, of actually, this show. He, he already has done the superhero and Fast and Furious, just to be, just to be clear. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that path has already been set. He's already gone on the path of the rock. Uh, but with that said, though, like uh, the, I think the sky's the limit for this guy. I think he. I think. I think what would be cool is if he goes the path of Hugh Jackman, which is Hugh Jackman went off on to have a crazy career of doing everything he ever wanted to do, singing his brains out in so many movies, Dude had a but never. Tour. But never ever stopped being Wolverine as long as yeah. he's, his body could still do it, and yeah. I would be totally fine with Peacemaker going that route. Where like we just keep getting Peacemaker because it's such a damn good show, and you know, and then go let him do all the other things he wants to do. But um, I'm so happy with this show; it just, it just, it just fills me with joy. Uh, but when you said, "What about John?" I could have sworn you were gonna say, "What about John Economos?" <laughs> they keep good moments james gunn wants us to love john economos as much as i don't want to it's harder and harder every week man he's fun he's great he's great have you noticed his beard's like getting less and less dyed <laughs> oh it is it, it is, is isn't yep. it the he's not dying, out, like, he, he's not right. dying it yeah yep. that's a good yep. that's a good observation i did not notice that but you're right the more that i think about it it's got a lot of gray in there yeah i i actually i read that um that was that sort of long-running joke was because they had him diet for suicide squad 
and he like did not want to and they and they kind of pushed for it anyway and so that's how that joke kind of came over to this show is that he he didn't want to diet for the show and they were like well you kind of gotta and so they wrote it in as a thing which is why i think the gray is coming in is because i think that they're actually playing it through the series that's pretty Uh, awesome that's pretty awesome um what about Mern's tragic end? What'd you guys think of that? I saw it coming. I, I, I felt <laughs> like we had to, not, I didn't necessarily. One of them was going to die. I was going to say, I didn't think it was going to be Mern at the beginning of the episode, but I knew that one of them had to die. And specifically. One of the 11th Street kids. Was, yeah. Yeah. And I felt like it had to be him because I felt like the, you know, the, the growth for, um, uh, what's her name? Harcourt. Mm-hmm. Hart, uh, was Hart, yeah. It was to become that that leader role to to sort of start to you know see these people as her compadres and to build towards that leadership role. Um, so you know the only way she was going to really get there is get rid of the leader. So yeah, I think we had kind of guessed like uh, you know back in, in a few episodes ago when we were we were speculating which of the 11th street kids was going to die. I think Mern's name came up a couple times, but I think, I think we thought uh, peacemaker would probably killed Mern when he found out the truth. Um, so I don't, I don't think I expected it to go this way. And I actually was really sad about it because like uh, two of his, because I don't know if you noticed, but he zip tied the button on his walkie talkie so that yeah, so, like, could he could, so they could constantly hear him. They heard, they heard him die, man. And they couldn't, they couldn't do anything about that. Like there was just outnumbered and that was, that was just really sad, you know? Um, and also like, you know, his, his story was really cool. And that like, he found the crappiest person ever, like you guys were saying last week and stuff. And he just chose to make the most of it. And it's unfortunate, but it does. I don't, I think he already, he made the most of it by bringing together this team. Right. So like yeah. this team can, he uh you know could carry on his legacy of doing good for the world so i like the idea of him dying i like the scene in general i think logistically it's a little broken it's weird to me that they left an alien body on the ground of a motel and then bailed right (laughs) well even like you would think like if you know they're coming just like dip out of the body and go out a window you know you're a you're a much smaller thing at that point um, but I'm not going to get hung up on Well, it. Well, we've never seen them do that uh, outside of the body, the host being dead. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe it's incredibly hard for them to do until the host dies. You know, we don't, we don't know. Um, that's kind of the, the crazy thing about, uh, about these butterflies is they don't exist in the DC universe. Like all of our theories of like what they might be or what they might be referencing. Nah, they're just brand new. Just James Gunn. Seacow uh, Soda had a question, though, related to the DC universe, which was, uh, why was he a different color than the other butterflies, Martian-style stuff or f- for funsies? Um, I'm not sure how different he was, because um, I think Goff in the in the jar was pretty white as well with some some blue and red. White. He had a shader on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it might just been he was a different color because all his guts were hanging out, too. Um, you know, aliens can be different colors, too. Yeah, yeah, that's that that too, that too. Yeah, I mean, we've only seen what I mean a couple of the bu- actual butterflies. Mm, we well, saw 
bunch. I mean, of I guess we saw a bunch, but we didn't see them all up close. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, there was definitely more green, but I took the green to be his guts his for guts, sure. Yeah. His inner fluids. Yeah, 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 I definitely yeah. saw the, the the guts and the whiteness, maybe pale from dying. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, but see, Calsoda said we did see a huge I swarm. Mean, Speaking of, of whiteness, what do you think of the white dragon himself? Oh, man. I love Robert Patrick for doing this. This this is he's doing the Lord's work, man. Every What's that time... pitch like? Hey, I need you to play this super <laughs> racist character. You know, every every now and then, every now and then, I know this is a weird thing to 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 say, but like every now and then I am so amazed by a Hollywood actor that goes all in to play the shitty racist in a story. Oh, yeah. If you're going to do it, do it. Don't like yeah. make it and, soft or don't like, you know, Don, uh, Don Johnson, Leo DiCaprio, uh, Robert Patrick. There's just some, there's some, some actors there that just like, they feel that it matters to the story and man props to Robert Patrick for doing this. Cause he was just, the, the ultimate worst. despicable worst human being, right? Like, ah, like how how much did it hurt to see him? Uh, the reason that Keith died is just that Robert Patrick was running a pit fight with his two dude, sons. Yeah, for a show that has prefaced its opening credits each week with something sort of hilarious and, and followed by do you really weird. want to taste it followed by that like to go into this episode and to have that be the intro uh, like you know and being a dad i was just watching that with just like horror in my like just like no no this is all so horrible no it was awful it was awful it uh yeah i was curious from as the father of two sons what what you oh. thought like I mean, like, do you wait till like they're a few years older? Yeah, when do you start fighting? You the, when, yeah, when, when, when does the I pit mean, fighting start? Like, what's the like? Already started as far as they're yeah. concerned. They're just, you know, they're jumping off the couch onto each other and throwing you each other over. Your your at, at a certain point, yeah. you just see the money coming, and you're like, well, you know. thank, thank you, DK, for adding another racist to the list. Uh, Kenneth Branagh in Wild Wild West Oscar performance. Um, oh God, deb- I forgot that was him. Debatable. But I do think oh, that man. in general, these these actors, uh, you know, when they sign on to do this, uh, they know they're playing the villain. You know, like because I, I know I know a lot of people like to say like uh, the 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 beauty of, of playing a character is everyone's a hero in their own in their own from their point of view, and that's probably true. But like at the same point, on the same on the same token, you know when you're playing the leader of the clan that you're not playing a redeemable character. And so um, what do you do with it? You go all in and you put on a racist Iron Man suit and, and you, and you slap American Eagles out of the sky, man. Like, I don't, <laughs> like uh, how many, did you guys think that Eagly was going to die in that one? No, no. Eagly's no. too iconic. I want as much as I wanted him to. He, I knew, I knew he wasn't. What? He wanted him to. He, I want he to. He's been saying that's it called weeks. character growth. He wants no, it's no, not. no. He that's wa- called he wants, the best he thing wants Eagly and Vigilante to die. He, he wants both <laughs> of them to die. Did you? What do you guys think of that? That little catch of uh, 
peacemakers peacemaker being gay or having relations with the with the guy that was, was that was kind of cool that was dude, he was in, he's in prison for four years i don't judge it was a second um, reference to, to something like that because the first one was yeah. when him and harker were in the bar and he said he hadn't had sex in a while and then he followed up with like with with a woman yeah or something like that but so it, it was like, jokey right reference. like it it just a little bit but to but have like your your that, your race your racist dad chastise you about it is definitely like a but that's because he's 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 a guarded person but like mm-hmm. you know they say there's there's truth in every joke right like uh so mm-hmm. i i didn't take it to mean he's not he's not serious um what oh see cal soda has a good question here what's worse ricky wanting eagerly to die Dennis wanting Spider-Man to die, Vigilante wanting innocent vets, and Vet Tex to die. Which one is it? <laughs> oh, Spider-Man. <laughs> That's just messed up, man. <laughs> I only want Spider-Man to die so that everybody can know the pain that I've experienced all the times he's died in the comics. True. That's it. It's not that I don't want him to stay dead, or that I, <laughs> no, it's not that I do want him to stay dead, rather. Um, yeah. But, uh, what did you guys think of the raccoon joke? I thought, uh, well, I think what Ricky, what Ricky thinks of it, because I think there's more to it than he, I think he knows. Um, probably. I thought it was funny that, you know, a, it is a little comedic tying your helmet to a raccoon, but the fact they show them all like kind of fucked up after the fact, like you just don't do that. You know, it, there's Raccoons more are fucking hardcore. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like in reality, that's what would happen is a raccoon would totally bite and scratch the shit out of you. That's and why Kamos's line was so great. It's like that went about as well as I expected. Like, yeah. it's, that's, it's like, yeah, yeah that's, that's what would happen if you try to wrestle yeah. a raccoon. Like, uh, but no, the the fun fact on that is uh, he is well known. James Gunn is well known for his love of animals, uh, but raccoons have become a more important creature to him throughout recent years. Even before Guardians of the Galaxy, he has actually this other movie with like a raccoon puppet, right? Like I can't, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like it's an old James Gunn movie, but it's a raccoon, or maybe it was a, a show that didn't ever see the light of day. It's it's like a raccoon buddy cop detective like show. Oh, it's yeah. weird and dumb, uh, but yeah, James Gunn's always just love raccoons, so it kind of it kind of tracked that he would throw that in there. But he has also said in interviews before that uh, take it for what you, for, for what it is, but like uh, he's said that rocket raccoon is uh, the character he relates to most out of all of his franchise characters. Um, nice. So he just had to throw a nod in there for that. I That's guess. Pretty good. It was good stuff. I thought it was yeah. funny. Um, what was it? it was was there anything else oh yeah back to really quick back to what you were talking about about that intro uh I, yeah for me i think i've i've praised i've sung the praises of this of the you know the intro video every week um it was very uncomfortable to watch it right right after you see a grown child die i was like i don't think i want to taste it Not i don't <laughs> grown child uh, well you know like he's not like he's not like five or something like that is what i meant to say. um but yeah no that he's was doing uh, the worm <laughs> oh, dude that was he's just so rough yeah, he said another panic for parents hey mom he's doing the worm in the next room 
What? <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, that's that scene was tough. Sorry, I was trying to find this 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 raccoon thing, but I I will look for it later. I mean, it's I'll, it's a little bit of the Guardians playbook, right? Show childhood trauma. Well, yeah, I mean, show growth and then kill dad. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's I mean yeah. that's kind of James Gunn's thing. <laughs> that's that's James Gunn's playbook. It's not Play the Guardians. Play, it's not, the, cool it's not you're, what you're seeing is not just the Guardians playbook. This is the James Gunn playbook. This is why Guardians work so well is because it followed his playbook. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of James Gunn there. But you know what I thought was also interesting is did you see who this episode was directed by? Enlighten me, Brad Anderson. He did The Machinist. Yep. Which is a very tragic story featuring Christian Bale. Um, he got super skinny. Where yep. he got super skinny, and it's only at the very end of the story that you find out he had a really tragic flashback where he accidentally killed a kid. And that is the reason he's never eaten. He doesn't he doesn't eat food. So he's he's lived with this trauma. Spoilers, by the way. I just spoiled the machinist. Great, great movie. Uh, but I just, I just, I just thought it was interesting that uh, that they wanted that guy to come and do this episode to really capture the that flashback moment because in a lot of ways it's it's him kind of redoing the Trump the traumatic moment in the Machinist. Um, so I thought that was cool. It's, it's, yeah, he, he, you know. It's really a niche director. Yeah, it is a niche thing, right? Like <laughs> childhood death. Hey, you're really good at filming childhood death. Can you come and do this episode of Peacemaker for me? There's a lot of non-childhood death in the rest of the episode, but really yes, I just want you mm-hmm. for that part too. Were you guys uh, surprised by the cow or the whole situation at the barn that they're going to raid or whatever? Uh, No. No, because it's James Gunn. Because <laughs> I know James Gunn. Something weird. And I've seen Slither. Yeah, exactly. And, and when I saw that thing, it was it just screamed James Gunn to me. When I, I mean, saw it's shaping up the cow. I had expressed my grievances of like having like a hive mind situation, and in a sense, it's the same thing killing the food source. But I I appreciate it that it's not just as it's a little more nuanced, right? Like. All right, you kill the food source, and then and they specifically say like in three to four weeks they'll die because they can't. Yeah, eat. and that thing does look like it's their slave. It doesn't look like it's there voluntarily. You no. know what I mean? Like it's hooked up to a bunch of machines. It doesn't. So you know, I like that it was a literal cow. Like they were, oh, yeah, they were milking that thing. Out, like, I was like, dang. That, well, that I hundred percent knew it was going to be the slurm monster from Futurama. Like I knew. I knew it was going to be that, and that's that's what it is. It's just it's just this gross giant thing that when you find out your drink comes from that, you don't want to drink it anymore unless it's that good of a drink. Unless it's that good, so. or you're an alien that needs it to survive. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so as far as like, I mean, now that we got one episode left, and I do believe that this season has been beautifully paced, as I said, because like every episode feels like we've gotten as much story as we're supposed to get at that point in the story. Right. So like, I feel really comfortable going into the next episode where I'm not like worried. I'm not worried that they're going to be able to wrap this up. 
what I think is that we're going to get a really fun time, right? Like I think Ricky, I told you, uh, James Gunn actually uh, tweeted something this week. Uh, I don't know if you have that available to share, but uh, I, I can't read that. You can read it out loud because it's, okay. it's too small for me. You remember I'm going through his Twitter feed right now. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. That's cool. But uh, yeah, he tweeted that he's really excited for um, next week because he's quite surprised at what DC let him get away with. I don't know what that means, but I'm excited because I feel like the only thing left to do is go kill this cow and fight a bunch of aliens, right? Like that's, yep. that's as far as I'm concerned, you cross that off the list. We're good for season one. So whatever crazy surprises he has ready to go for next week, I'm also excited for it because I just, I can't, I can't predict them. But given that, do you guys have any pie in the sky guesses or, or hopes and dreams for what you would get to see next week? I, uh, I feel like at some point somebody needs to go inside the cow and explode it from the inside. <laughs> it just, it's big, it's ugly, it's offensive looking. It just, it's horrible. And I feel like somebody needs to be inside and covered in like guts and gore. Um, I mean, you know, we're, there's the entire police department is our butterflies. So there's going to be a high body count, a very high body count. Um, but I feel like, you know, when you introduce a character like the cow and something just so grotesque, like, I feel like it needs to be eviscerated they almost have to do in a very cows. ritual way. <laughs> because if you just kill the cops and save the day or kill the butterflies, you're, you're killing cops to the public, right? Like that's yeah. I mean, the the world does not know that they are dead cops. I being I hope, run by. I mean, Peacemaker's already been you. framed for all of this. You know what I mean? So like, I like how Mern was like. I kind of wish you would have planted the diary after the mission was done. Like, <laughs> uh, Mern was okay with the assignment. He's like, ah, whatever. It's yeah. I don't know. Someone but, big showing up. A, a big name. You think so? I'll just, I would even, I'll lower the bar. The, Another the, named superhero. Maybe somebody from Suicide Squad? Some, somebody sure. from the squad. Weasel. Weasel showing up. Maybe Waller again? I think we're going to Waller for I sure. I think we're going to get a Waller appearance for sure, even if it's just yeah. a quick quick one, uh, because of her, you know, her association her with her, her daughter and everything. Um, yeah. But I do feel like, yeah, like, it would be cool if they had a, another Suicide Squad character show up. Um, specifically, even one of the ones that we, you know, don't know if they're dead or do know that they're not dead. So nobody wants Peacemaker to ride the cow. Like, and maybe like ride it into like the city and like destroy things like King Kong or something. Like, no, it's not like that. I mean, that wasn't really it. as exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was taking a shot there at another, at another stupid show. Um, yeah. Okay. And then, and then I guess the only other question, like, because I, I honestly don't have a specific want or 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 request or or yeah anything that I I need to feel fulfilled out of the show because I've just been taken on such a fun ride. But I am curious. Do you think that another Eleventh Street kid is going to die next week? Do you think Do you think the rest of them are making it out? And and I do inc I do include Eagly on the list of Eleventh Street kids. Mm. I don't. I, don't I told you before. I don't think Eagly's dying. 
I don't think that Eagly's dying. I don't think that one of the other 11th Street kids is going to die. I could maybe see Judo Master dying. I feel like Judo Master's kind of wearing out his welcome at this point. Like, I was just going to say, like, he just basically shows up, eats some Cheetos, and kicks somebody's ass. He just stole the car, right? Like, into him. Uh, he I he got his ass kicked. I like I that that little out. exchange when when he mentions the vigilante, like, oh yeah, where's Judo Master? And then oh, he's yeah. like, whatever, fuck it. Like, I don't have time to, to deal with this. Like, <laughs> are they I like can't... we? There's still that moment um, from a couple episodes back in the in the series where uh, Judo Master was about to drop some knowledge bomb about the butterflies to peacemaker as they were facing off in the parking lot before he got shot yeah. in the chest so the, he's he's holding some important information that yeah. we're gonna get and it i feel would like be nice it would be nice if he got to talk one more time and tell us yeah. something you know like why are you doing this judo master like what what i, I understand why you're upset now because you want to kill the people that have tried to kill you numerous times but right like, right is there more to you than that? I feel like no. there is. It would be. I nice feel like he's gonna drop a knowledge bomb that's gonna like be that's essentially gonna be the thread to carry into a potential season two, and it'll be enough that maybe they'll all sort of he'll he'll become one of the 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 crew. Yeah. Uh, either that or they have to kill him. It's it's one or the other. Like either, yeah. either <laughs> he joins them or he drops a knowledge or he, bomb. Or he's dead. Kill. Yeah. By the way, I, I do need to point out, like, aside from that, you know, that amazing scene with him fighting hardcore. Uh, oh, my God, that scene was so, so great. Good. But like, but like the scene leading into that with hardcore and Autobio, like everything about them, I feel the camaraderie forming between them. And so I actually felt a genuine sense of joy when Autobio saved Harcourt because like, it was like yeah. the rope dope you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was really satisfying. I, I didn't know when the show started that I want a judo master versus Harcourt and Autobio fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, but when I got it, I was like, that was the best judo master fight. Like that was, that was an amazing fight and props to, to uh, Harcourt. And if there was a stunt woman for doing what they did in that scene, because that was some impressive action for a low budget fight scene in a motel room, man. Like that yeah. was, yeah. That was one of my favorite motel fight scenes I've seen in a while. So it was great. Yeah, um, I really like that scene. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? Or do you want to spend a few minutes like seeing if anybody in the audience has anything to say about this and or talk about the book of Boba Fett? Oh, man. Oh, man. I I mean, we're that wrapped up this week. Could you get any thoughts, Ian? I, I, I got... I got some thoughts. I definitely got some thoughts there. But I just wanted I, to, I just I wanted to I, lay. I, I would like to see if the audience has any other comments, questions about Peacemaker before moving on. But yeah, I mean, I watched, I watched Bova. I saw the end. I, I got, I got opinions. Yeah. I just wanted to bring it up because I know it's something that, that it's in the same circle as uh, if you're watching Peacemaker, you're probably watching Boba Fett and it has been other than for you, for us, it's been a really weird experience every week to go and watch Boba Fett and then the next day watch Peacemaker. You know, like that's, <laughs> that's, totally that. that's been that's been our past six weeks uh, or, or five weeks, something like that. And so um, I'm really excited next week that I, I just get Peacemaker and I don't have to compare it to Boba Fett. 
because I thought Boba Fett was pretty god awful this week. Uh, like, I, I wouldn't say it was the worst episode of the season, but it was every it was every bit as bad as I expected it to be. Is I think what I really, what I really like. Ever since they announced this show, <laughs> that episode was as bad as I thought it was going to be. And so, with with each of the with the shows there's whether it's a good episode or a bad episode there's always a few moments that the you know six-year-old in me is screaming from inside deep down like that was awesome um and you know watching him as cheesy as it was watching him roll well i mean i guess we're going to spoil boba fett now too but well you don't uh, have to but you could you you can you can i don't watch it Watching him ride through the city on that thing was cool. I, it was cool. I liked it. I liked that's a take. That's, that's a take. the brain that's you got to have with the show. Like, and it, I think it becomes much more enjoyable. It's just a sandbox and, with toys. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of my joy from that show comes from knowing that at some point I'm going to sit down with my kids and watch it, and that that's fair. Are, that I am going to be like this was awesome because they are going to be like, this is awesome. That's fair. That's fair. So I, I think, I think, uh, cause I, I can't help but compare the two shows every week. And I think one of my favorite things about Peacemaker goes back to what I was saying about Ironheart and like Miss Marvel and all these other, other new, new properties. Cause remember, or I guess you don't, you didn't know cause you didn't get a chance to see the show a few weeks ago, but, um, I learned that Peacemaker as a comic book character, really like in his current iteration has only been in the comics since 2019. Oh, so like James Gunn picked that character because he's completely fertile ground. Cause he's completely like a nothing, like a nothing character that he can do whatever he wants to. So like to years history of lore and everything. So the so the cool thing is audiences watching Suicide Squad and then watching Peacemaker, they know basically as much, if not more, about the character than anybody else, you know, anybody out there. Or or yeah. So like it's pretty cool to like watch the show where I don't have to worry about the six-year-old in me and wonder if that if that kid is gonna be disappointed or or you know, I just get to be myself being like being impressed by the things i'm seeing and i think i think that's the beauty of peacemaker is that there's no judgment there's no preconceived notion of what is gonna what needs to happen in that show and i think that makes it so beautiful and i think that's that i agree with you in the sense that boba fett is something different for every person watching it because depending on what you're going into it for you know the reasons you you have going into it you're going to have a very different experience you know like but peacemaker is just like this is a thing to watch that's just raw entertainment and and it's pretty funny yeah 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 no like with Mm -hmm. with boba like I, i like i honestly it took me like probably about an hour and a half to watch the episode because um, Rowan was having a hard time sleeping and he kept getting up and coming out and interrupting. So I had to keep pausing and whatever. But like at one point he walked out right when the battle was starting and Mando and Boba both came out in their full, you know, helmets and everything. 
And he opened his door and he just ran up to me and he was like big wide eyed. And he's like, dad, dad, there's stormtroopers. Yeah, dad, there's, there's troopers and they got masks. And he was just so full of like light and life and joy. And I was like, pause. Okay, let's go get you in bed. But as I was walking down the hall, it was like mad dad smile going on because I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to get you into this stuff, you know? So again, you know, half of the episode was, was, was horrible, but half of it was screaming, screaming at my nerd love that this is awesome. So, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it enough that I, you know, I don't need a season two of Boba. I'm fine with just keeping Mando going. Um, and I'd be fine with Boba, you know, swinging by to hang out every once in a while and, you know, have a little crime syndicate drama that, mando has to help with no oh, yeah i i i agree i would prefer the, it that way the boba fett's path was set the moment they decided to reintroduce him in mando yeah. you know to bring to more morrison like that's the boba fett you're gonna get whether you wanted it or not an older boba fett is the one that we got so watching the show through that lens just like all right, it's, it's it's just fun. It's toys. They're all toys playing. You know, I'm not. I'm not here for. Um, I don't say I'm not here for the story, but I'm not here to to get super into the nitty gritty of it all. I just want to see the cool Mandalorian dude do cool Mandalorian things. And hey, the yeah. other Mandalorian dude showed up. That was cool. Luke Skywalker, awesome. Sign me up. And it was just fun. Like it was just dumb dumb star wars fun and i'm happy that it exists this is fast and the furious star wars is where it is yeah Yeah, it is it is and you know there's a cup of tea for it like i i you know i watch peacemaker and i watch this character grow throughout the series and i'm like Mm -hmm. invested in that growth and i'm invested in the growth of all of the characters you know the 11th street kids um I watch Mando be, or sorry, Boba because I want to see some cool space stuff. I want to see some laser blasts, and I want to see some things that make that inner nerd go crazy. I don't, rockets. I don't need it to fix all of Star Wars. I didn't ever expect it would. If anything, going into the book of Boba Fett, I was like, do we need this series? Probably not, but show me some cool Star Wars stuff that I can show my kids, and I'm down. I'm in. Um, that's fair. It, I can it, appreciate that. I it, appreciate you know, that. I, I, I look at each of those shows as like they feed different parts of me, um, you know, and like I think I, I'd be maker feeds the adult in me that the one that's story driven, that's character driven, that wants to see people evolve and change. And and I watch mm-hmm. Boba Fett because I want to see spaceships. You know? <laughs> I'd, I'd be more critical of like the Obi-Wan show that's coming out later yeah. this year i don't know because why. of that dynamic and where it's 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 where it's set in the story i it's, think that it's a boring it's ass a time. big it's a disservice to not handle Carefully. that conflict especially if you're bringing back you know hayden christensen you know that's a, i i would expect more drama and more story in that versus the boba fett show where this dude who doesn't really talk for most of his screen time prior to this show yeah to have like a leading role you know yeah well we'll see we'll see i'm not super excited about that one either because it's still the same people in charge and also like i think i think 
I think it's going to make your universe smaller if his job is to go and lay low and watch over Luke for the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to make that that universe smaller for every threat that comes to Tatooine to that he has to fend off. They've already you know said I mean? that part of most or parts of that show is going to be off world, whatever that means. Again, like not cool because like he's supposed to be doing the job. He's supposed to be there. You know what I mean? Like, see, I, I have a feeling that the show is going to probably be more focused on the lead up to heading to Tatooine and living there for twenty years. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm yeah. I, I could be okay with that. I suppose. I, I feel yeah. like it's going to be like the like. You know, immediately after the, the the you know the events we know, and what happened between then and when he went and became a hermit, um, you know, I think that, that there's going to be a you know maybe but even he, you know, but, but he already... to a place of safety and and things like that that's going to lead in. I don't think we're going to watch 20 years of of you know <laughs> Obi Wan just being an old curmudgeon in the desert. Like, do you know where the lead in? Do you know where Darth Maul died? Tatooine. He died on Tatooine visiting Hermit Obi Wan, yeah. and so what I'm saying is like I, that's that's my fear, is like you keep adding to to, to the pot, to the yeah. pot, and you end up with a really effed up stew. You just well, gotta. You know he doesn't kill Darth Vader. Yeah, but I don't want him to ever fight Darth Vader again. Anyways, I don't want him to have anything to do with Darth Vader until New Hope. You know what I mean? I think it's 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 cooler for the story. But anyway, what about Anakin? Oh man! <laughs> no, All right, years. <laughs> I'm cutting it now. <laughs> Got it. it. We definitely. I let I let this go in the in a fun tangent because I just wanted to see where we'd go with it. And I and I do find a lot of interesting ways to compare uh, Boba Fett to Peacemaker. Uh, ultimately, Peacemaker is the far superior show. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, so I hope that everybody enjoyed listening to us to talk about. All the things we loved. Uh, it was hard to talk about things we didn't like, but I think there was some. There was like one or two in there. Um, oh yeah, like Eagly. So that's yeah, that's, and, and vigilante. Like yeah, he's he's unpatriotic and unsympathetic of people with, uh, you know, neural diverse issues. Going so on. we learned Ricky hates America. Is what we learned today. Yeah. So that's that's great. Uh, no, that tracks. <laughs> All jokes aside, though, it is time to wrap this up, True Believers. So you can check back with us next week when uh, Frank should be returning, and we will be discussing the season finale of Peacemaker. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but the trailer, the, the preview for next week actually did call it the season finale, which gives me great, great hope that we're going nice. to get many, many seasons of the show to come. Um, but yeah, thank you to Ian and uh, Ricky for nerding out with me today and for everybody in our audience. Uh, if you guys would like to take a moment to let people know where they can find you, now's your chance. If not, I'll keep moving on. With Don't find speech. me. Uh, but you know can... that you can. What was that? Well, I was just going to say you can find me on here in a few weeks at some point. Yeah. If there's something <laughs> new to know. That's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> there you go. Nice way to plug our show. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as for me, you can find us, uh, you know, you can find me here on uh, on this show. Uh, you can find me at YouTube at Dead Expedia and uh, Twitch and Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and all the different places, Instagram. Uh, 
just doing all kinds of things, uh, taking pictures of toys, uh, sharing my thoughts on nerd culture and, and talking nerdy on Friday nights with these guys. Um, so thank you to our patrons, uh, which Ian included, uh, for supporting our growth and to our audience for tuning in. If you had fun, please remember to like and subscribe. I'm, uh, we don't have a Frank here, so I'm just nope. going to fill in for him. Got to plug. Not, it's, we're gonna we're gonna smash that smash that like button the way, uh, you know, Moochie smashed half of Tatooine. Uh, I'm calling him Moochie. I think he's Moochie. Um, and yeah, and check us out on Patreon and uh, for our after show, which is going to be starting in a moment, uh, the soapbox. So yeah, I think that's all we got. Thank you for watching 10 Excelsior, True Believers. Enough said. See you guys.